Hey everybody, it's Caitlin, and this is the first episode of Couch Talks with Kate. I am so excited that you all have decided to play a visit, play a visit, pay a visit to my first podcast. I am super excited for this. Um, Also very nervous because, you know, everyone's doing it. I don't really know how to do it, Um, but I'm just going to come on here and be myself and see if, you know, this is something that I'm good at. If it's not, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? I fail. Used to that, you know. I'm just kidding. Anyway, so um, I posted a few places, um, texted a couple people, asking them to just send me questions. Um, So this first podcast is pretty much just going to be you guys getting to know me. um, And yeah, seeing if this is something that I enjoy doing, and then in the future, hopefully by my next podcast, I'm, I want to have um, guests, people that are, you know, people I love, people I care about on to just chat with and have a good old time, you know? So, let's just, you know what, let's just dive right into the questions, you know? They're, they're, that's not going to hurt nobody. That's what you're here for, isn't it? You're here for the questions. So... One of the uh, biggest things that I feel like our generation, um, I'm speaking to, I think I'm, I think I'm a millennial. I might be a millennial. I don't know. I'm born in 98. Am I a millennial or am I a Gen Z? I don't really know. Someone, if you know me, let me know because I'm not sure what I am. Um, but I, what was I saying? Oh, <laughs> something that's big in our generation um, right now is Enneagram. You can hate it, you can love it, it could be something that you disagree with, love, I don't know. I personally really relate to my type, so it's really cool to to read up on. So I'm not, like, that crazy person that's like, what's your type? And, like, I can't, like, look at a person and be like, oh, they're definitely a two. Like, that's just not something that I can do. But I enjoy reading up on my Enneagram type, so... Um, my first question is, what is my Enneagram type, and how do you relate to your type, slash how do you not relate to your type? So, I'm a four. Um, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna look up some, some things about four, Enneagram's four. And, you know what, we're gonna, I'm just gonna read it to you guys, so you know. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna get to know Caitlin a little bit. So, it says that... The four is the romantic. Um, if you don't know me, you know I'm a hecko, hecko romantic. I recently just uh, got in a relationship. J- shout out Justice Keg. Uh, that's my boyfriend. He's super, super dope. Um, and I'm actually really not that romantic. <laughs> I actually apologize to him sometimes. And I'm like, I'm so sorry that I am not romantic at all. I am a hopeless romantic and I, you know, expect a lot when it comes to romance, um, but me, myself, um, I'm kind of just, like, clueless in that department. I blame being raised by boys. That's my, that's, I'm making, like, facial expressions, like, you guys can see me, but that's, like, my blame. It's, like, I was raised by mostly male. It's just not true. My grandmother is a big part of my life, and it's definitely not truth, but I just don't, I don't get romance. I'm not into rom-coms. I think they're so cheesy. Like, the Hallmark Channel makes me want to vomit. Like, I'm just not a fan of that. And so, like, I'm... That's one thing I don't really 
agree with when it comes to my Enneagram type. I don't really think I'm, a, like, a romantic person. I love romance, and, like, when my boyfriend is like, baby girl, you so cute, I'm like, ooh, okay, okay, you know, like, it's cool to me, but, like, which he doesn't say, by the way, or else I'd probably deck him in this room, but <laughs> I like when, when he, like, when we, when me and my boyfriend have, like, moments of cute, oh, we're such a cute little couple, you know, like, but I'm not into, like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, like, I wouldn't mind getting flowers, flowers, but, like, don't grab your guitar and sing to me by a lakeside. Like, that's just not interesting to me. Like, tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. Like, tell me what you're thinking about. Tell me your childhood memories. That is romantic to me. But, like, this, like, cheesy Disney Channel romance, like, heck no. Not my type. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a long tangent. Um, so, pretty much, um, some of the common things before is feeling like an outsider. Um, finding joy and freedom. What is this? Sorry, I'm trying to read up on this, and I really don't understand. Um, can I just get, like, a... Can I get, like, the cliff note versions of this? This is real bad. I'm sorry. Give me... Um, about to sing the national anthem so that you guys are entertained. Okay, yeah, this is cool. So these are the basic, type four in a brief. Their basic fear, they have no identity or personal significance. I don't know if I agree with this or disagree with this. P- other people can read me way better than I can read myself. It's actually really sad. Um, I personally, like, I want to be known. Like, I want my voice to be heard. But I'm also super introverted and shy. And so, like, if I'm in a crowd of people, I'm not the person that stands up on a table and, like, this is, like, start singing This Is Me by Demi Lovato. Like, that's just not who I am. But I don't mind, like, when I'm in a group of my friends being the center of attention in that environment. So, like, if I'm around, like, my sister Isabella, shout out, love you, um, Alyssa Cameron, shout out, I love you. But if I'm, like, around my peeps, then... I don't mind being the center of attention. Like, I'll cartwheel around the room and singing Akuna Matata and, like, having a grand old time and being the center of attention around them. But if it's a room full of people I don't know, I am so quiet, so reserved. So I'm so sorry if you've met me and none of my friends are there. Like, I'm so sorry. But, so that's something, like, I do, I do want, oh my gosh, there's a bug the bug and it's flying around and it keeps hitting me in my eye and it hurts. Um my bit it says that the basic desire is to find themselves and their significant. Why can I not read this word significance to create an identity? I guess we're going through this together. I'm learning more about myself through this podcast. Um the bohemian. Yeah. Mm, no. So, pretty much, let's say, this is what I wrote down. I know that music is a big deal to Enneagram Type 4. When me and Justice, my boyfriend, first started talking, like, he made me a playlist. And I was like, yep, He Could Be the One by Hannah Montana was playing in my head. I was like, he could be the one. See, like, I have a soundtrack for everything. Like, a situation, there is a soundtrack for it. But 
Like, he made me a playlist, and I was like, dang, like, that spoke volumes. So I thought he was a four at first, but he's a nine. Uh, don't read up on relationships between a four and a nine. We read up on it, and it's actually kind of scary. But we got God in the middle of it, so it's fine. We got Jesus. That's all that matters. Um, and it says fours always looks like something that I, like, so that's something I do agree with, is that I really love music, and that's a big part of my life. Um, but fours always seem so moody. Like, all, like, if you read Enneagram and Coffee, all these Enneagram pages, and you read up on the floor, it's like, sad music plays in the background while you cry in a corner. And it's like, that's not me at all. Like, I have days like that, but don't we all? Like, we're human. But, like, I don't, I don't sit in my room and cry unless someone hurts my feelings. Like, that's the only way. But, like, fours look so sad and miserable on all these Enneagram Instagrams. So, I'm like, bro, I might not be a four. I thought I was a nine for the longest time, but I don't know. Guys, I'm having an identity crisis. I don't know what is wrong with me. Anyway, we talked long enough about this. We moving on. We moving on. We going to bigger and better places. So, let's do, actually, let's go back to the topic about music. So, let's talk about music. So, as you know, you don't know, whatever, I'm a Christian, I strongly believe in Jesus, Um, I love Jesus with every piece of my heart, and I believe that he is Lord and Savior, okay? Um, But, I I don't just listen to Christian music. So, that's a common misconception, and, like, I think, I know it's a common thing that us Christians struggle with, is can we listen to secular music and still be a Christian? My answer is it's all about your conviction, and it's all about what you're convicted by. Personally, I choose not to listen to hardcore rap, hard, like, music. I don't really listen to, like, what's on the Billboard Top 100. That's just not something I listen to, but... I do listen to, like, Indie Alternative, the 1975, the band Camino, Lainey. Um, I listen to a lot of music that's looked at as secular, but I also really enjoy, like, if I'm, okay, let me put it in this perspective. If I'm feeling really down about myself, I'm not, like, I'm probably going to be listening to worship music. If I'm having a bad day, I'm most likely going to be listening to worship music because that's just what makes me feel good. But sometimes I'm having a bad day and I want to scream Paramore. That's not a problem. I want to scream, you know, that's what you get. And like, just scream it at the top of my lungs. Some days I want to scream Green Day. Some days I want to scream the 1975. Some days I want to scream some Upper Room, Elevation, never Lauren Daigle, but that's a, that's, that's a subject for another podcast because I'm not touching on it. But, you know, music is, you know, it's something that's very important to me. So I like to branch out on what I listen to. But if I feel like it's, if there's an artist that I listen to and it's starting to um, change my mood and how I act, I will, I'll cut that. I'll cut it at its core because it's, like I said, it's all about your conviction and what you're convicted by. So there's that, there's that little rant. Um... So, this next thing that's, um, I have written down, it says, in quotation marks, can I borrow your leopard print shirt? So, we're getting more on the fashion side of this podcast right now. I have, if you know me, my name 
name's Caitlin, by the way. Couch Talks with Kate. Um, I have a leopard print shirt that I love with a passion. And my sister will walk in my room and I'll be like, you need to borrow something? Yeah, go in that closet. And she will look through my closet and she will grab something. If her hands touch that leopard print shirt immediately, I'm like, nope. Next, pick a different one. That leopard print shirt means the world to me. And I know it sounds crazy, it sounds insane, but I have this emotional connection to this leopard print shirt. I feel like if I was a shirt, I would be that shirt. Like, if my personality could be a shirt, it would be that leopard print shirt. So the fact that my sister tries to touch it, and we we don't give clothes back. I take her clothes, she don't get it back. She takes my clothes, I don't get it back. So I know she's going to take that leopard print shirt, and I'm never going to see it again. There goes for all my youth kids. Sometimes Heather Dillon will come over and touch my touch my clothes. And I say, girl, touch that leopard print shirt. I'm, cu- I'm cutting your hand off. It sounds, it's, I know it sounds ridiculous. It sounds a little, um, a little angry. But it's just how I feel. And I'm not going to change that. Sorry, can you read my sarcasm through a podcast when you not see my facial expressions? <laughs> Yikes, this is going to be bad, isn't it? So, yeah, that's how I feel about um, my leopard print shirt. And my brother, like, has started this trend of wearing my clothes. Because I guess I have, like, I've got some diverse pieces that can pass for boy clothes. And he'll wear my clothes to school and I'll see him post it. And then I'll never see the outfit again. I'm like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it's fine. Um... (laughs) So, oh, okay, we getting into a salsy, like a little sad, like salsy. We getting into like a little bit of a spicy subject. Now we're moving on to, um, this question is sent in by my lovely Kika, my little Kik. I love this girl. And this question says, Kate, what are your thoughts on dating in high school? (laughs) If you know me. So I'm a leader at a church called the Church in the Sun, um, and our youth group is called the Mix Orlando. Shout out to you guys. Um, I'm a leader there, and all my students, all my babies, my loves, the loves of my lives, always ask me this question. And they say, Kate, what are your thoughts on dating in high school? Easy money. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know why? You want to know why? Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> there once was a little girl named Caitlin Boop. And bleep bleep. I'm not going to say his name. They were best friends growing up. You know, they grew up together. Um, they knew each other for their entire lives. From birth. Knew each other. Best friends. An amazing friendship that no one could ever break. Except dating. Dating can break it. Sorry. I hate to... Um, you know, spoil it for you, but sorry, I'm very passionate about this story. So, blank blank and blank blank and Caitlin decide they want to date in high school. Moral of the story is it ended terribly, and we're not friends anymore. And I slacked off in high school because of the relationship. So, that's why I say don't date in high school. And if you say, but like, I'm ready. No, you're not. What's your grade in math? Exactly. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) 
It's just something that I'm very passionate about because I watched it destroy so many people. I watched people get pregnant. I watched people make mistakes. I watched people regret dating their best friend because they can't speak, like, they can't even talk to them anymore without it being awkward. So you know what? That's why I'm passionate about it, okay? I'm sorry, but I love you guys and I don't want to see you suffer. So there's my reasoning for not thinking you should date in high school. If you have any questions, ask me in person. <laughs> uh, let's see. So people want to know my story. People want to know my character development. So this will probably be the last question that I'm going to take just because of time. I don't want this to be the longest podcast in the world. Um, pretty much, um, I'm going to start from high school just because the rest of it's kind of irrelevant right now. Um, but in high school, I left my old, I used to go to a church and ended up leaving to go to the church I go to now, which is Church in the Sun. And, you know, it was a really good choice for me. I met a lot of people through that. A lot of people that I still am friends with to this day that have really changed my life. Um, and it was it was a great choice. Um, but through that, I got really comfortable really fast. Um, and struggled a lot with finding my identity and my, you know, finding... What's the word? Um, you know, just finding my identity in men and guys and boys more like... So I would just, I would date anybody. Anyone that walked in my circle, in my vicinity, I'd be like, yep. And for some reason, all of their names started with a J. Why? I have no idea. But I would, <laughs> and I'm dating a guy named <laughs> Justice now. That's funny. I, anyway. But I would date literally anybody and everybody. And so I had a lot of broken pieces from the relationship that I told you about um, with my best friend. I never really got healed from that. I never really found personal healing in that and never really forgave him for what he did um, to me. And so I would just date around and it was draining, emotionally draining, exhausting because I was putting on a facade I was going to church leading worship after doing things with this boy that I probably shouldn't have been doing. And it just made me feel disgusting. Thankfully, I still got my purity. Amen, amen. But if I would have continued on that path that I was going, I probably wouldn't to this day. And I have to thank my mentor, Roxy, for this because she fed... Ah, man, this woman saw me in my deepest darkest knew my secrets knew what I was going through and still fed into me man I don't know she still feeds into me to this day that was almost five years ago still feeds into me to this day when I make mistakes and she just looks at me and she says Kate what are you doing and I'm like girl I don't know and she tells it to me straight and so me as a leader and my my development as I've been growing and, and fixing myself and and realizing that, hey, that's probably not a good idea. I'm like, I'm learning a lot from my mistakes and what um, Roxy has taught me. And so I made all these mistakes and was living this double life. 
And then I moved to California to go to Bethel School of Ministry and met these amazing girls that I left lived with. And I had this fear of women. I was so scared of girls because I thought, my brain thought of them as nasty, rumors, gossip, just awful. And so I had this terrible view on women and I moved across the country terrified. I live in Florida. I moved to California. I moved the complete opposite of the country. I was so scared of, I had to live with three girls that I had never met that were from out of the country. Um, and I got so blessed <laughs> because these girls changed my life. Um, their names are Holly, Hannah, and Noemi. I love you guys so much. Um, and they, man, I just, I, I lived with them and we, we had these emotional, like I told them things that I had never told anybody before. Like I told them something so deep that I had never told my family that I told them and felt bad. So I had to call my family and tell them because I was like, dang, like I just am so comfortable with these girls. And so, yeah, so that really changed my life. And so I came back to well, while I was in, actually, let me stay here. While I was in California at school, I got this prophetic word. If you don't know what a prophetic word is, it's just someone listening to God and telling you what God pretty, mo- pretty much wants you to know. So they're working with the Holy Spirit. Um, told me straight up and they said, hey, I strongly believe that you are going to be a mother to children that are not yours. I was like, what the heck does that mean? It didn't mean anything to me. I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to, like, foster kids whenever I'm older. Like, it was so distant in my brain. And I was just like, okay, years from now, I might foster kids. And I just threw it away from my mind. And a couple of months ago, I'm a fine arts director at my church. And I work with students um, in the fine arts department. And, you know, we're together a lot. We call ourselves a family. And... It wasn't until a couple months ago that I realized that these students were calling me mom and I wasn't thinking anything of it until it emotionally hit me and I was like, holy cow, I mean something to these students. And so like having these students call me mom, I was like, I put two and two together with this prophetic word where these aren't my kids. These are, I didn't have them, but they're called, like they're, it was such an emotional moment for me. Um, as someone that had never looked at myself as a leader, that had seen my brokenness, seen the disgusting stuff that I did growing up, of the person that I was, and I was like, dang, I, first of all, have changed so much, and I kind of had this self-moment of kind of like a pat on the back sort of thing, like, dang, Caitlin, like, look at who you were back then, and look at who you are now, which is I'm going to stop, stomp on something real quick. That is not a bad thing. To look at yourself in the mirror, first of all, and call yourself beautiful. Second off, to look at your past and your present and be like, wow, I've grown. People will try and make you feel like a, like, like you are narcissistic or that you are into yourself. But in reality, you're just thinking God, being like, bro. Thank you so much for not letting go of me. Thank you so much for walking by my side through this. Like, man, God is so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of 
where I'm at in my leadership right now. I'm still growing. I am not perfect. You can ask anybody. I am not perfect. But the person I was when I was 17 and the person I am today are completely different people. Completely different people. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have for today's podcast, Couch Talks with Kate. Um, As the series goes on and the season goes on, I just really want to, um, I don't know, I want to talk about things that you want to hear. So if you have anything that you want me to talk about, you can go over to my Instagram at B and DM me and I will talk about anything you want me to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, 24 minutes in. Wow. If you listen till the end, please give this five stars. Rate me. If it wasn't five stars, you can put it lower. That's fine. But, and just share it to your friends, your family, anyone that you think would enjoy listening to this. You all are so awesome. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.